Good morning. Welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. So today is the fourth Sunday of Lent, and uh, where we'll carry through with our Lenten theme, where, uh, as you can see, we have a baptism this morning. So I decided I'm going to preach on baptism today um, instead of on our Lenten text. Um, so which will be been a while, so it'll be good. Um, and during the baptism, uh, you can follow along in our hymnal, and because there is responses for the whole congregation as we go through it, through it, and so uh, and there should be pl- there's plenty of hymnals in the pew. So we'll start our service. We'll start with our opening hymn and the, and the baptism. So you grab a hymnal and follow along as we, um, so you can all uh, participate with this. As always, we pray that as we hear God's word through through. The incredible sacrament of baptism, the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, through the sermon, through the liturgy that we recite back and forth, through the songs and through our hymns, that our faith is strengthened and, and healing where we need healing. Uh, God might bless you with that today, too. And uh, um, so, the, the, the baptismal page is page 268 in the hymnal. But we're going to start off, as y'all would rise, please, as we begin, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let us sing, Here I Am to Worship. I'm 
Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, Baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We would be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, who atoned for the sin of the whole world, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. How are you named? What's your name? Say it a little bit louder so they can hear you. Iris. Iris M. May. Iris, receive the sign of the Holy Cross both on your forehead and upon your heart. Here, heart, to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world to the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his hosts in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold Iris according to your boundless mercy and bless her with true faith by the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood, all sin in her, which has been inherited from Adam and which she herself has committed since, would be drowned and die. Grant that she be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope so that with all believers in your promise, she would be declared worthy of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. From ancient times, the church has observed the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal candidates and catechumens. In the Evangelical Lutheran Church, sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in the small catechism. They are, whenever possible, to witness the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray for them, support them in their ongoing instruction, and nurture in the Christian faith, and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are, all, are at all times to be examples of them, of the holy life of faith in Christ and in love for the neighbor. Lois, is it your intention to serve Iris as sponsor in the Christian faith? If so, say yes with the help of God. God enable you both to will and to do this faithful and loving work, and with his grace, fulfill what we are unable to do. Amen. Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will be by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, and he put his hands on them, and he blessed them. This is the word of the Lord.
Let us join together in reciting the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Lord, preserve your coming in and your going out from this time forward and even evermore. You may all be seated. And for this part, well, Iris will also answer these questions. All of you want to answer these questions also. So if you do have, haven't picked up a hymnal, you might want to pick it up. and starts on page 268. And uh, these questions are very important for all of us. And all of you answer this too. Okay. Iris, do you renounce the devil? If so, say yes, I renounce him. Do you renounce all his work? If so, say yes, I renounce him. Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? If so, say yes, I believe. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his son? Our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell the third day, and he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. If so, say, yes, I believe. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, life everlasting. If so, say, yes, I believe. Okay, this one's for Iris. Iris, do you desire to be baptized? Yes, okay. In case you couldn't hear what she said, yes. Okay, come on over here. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Almighty God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, has forgiven you all your sins and strengthened you in His grace to life everlasting. Iris? Receive, excuse me, receive this white garment to show that you have been clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness and covers all your sins. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you and from the foundation of the world. I receive this burning light to show that you have received Christ who is the light of the world. Let live always in the light of Christ and be ever watchful for his coming that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb of his kingdom. 
which shall have no end. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father. We thank you and praise you that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family and have granted Iris the new birth of holy baptism and made her a member of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore you that as she has now become your child, you would keep her in her baptismal grace, that according to your good pleasure she may faithfully grow to lead a godly life to praise and honor your holy name. And finally, with all your saints, obtain the promised inheritance of heaven, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Heavenly Father, you sent your own Son Heavenly Father, you sent your own Son into this world as a child of the Virgin Mary. We thank you for the life of this child entrusted to your care. Help us remember that we are all your children, and so love and nurture her, that she may attain the full stature intended for her your eternal kingdom, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us sing hymn number 601, All We Believe Who Are and Are Baptized.
Please, Brian. For those of you who are following in the hymnal, we continue on page 152. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. If we say we have no sin and we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Take a few moments of silence for reflection on God's word and self-examination. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Faithful God, whose grace attends us all our days, look upon us in mercy and renew us by your Holy Spirit. Direct our steps into pathways of peace and lead us to discover all that is good and right and true. Preserve us in your righteousness and at last bring us to your eternal kingdom where you live and reign with the Father and of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. Good morning. God speaks to us through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 42. For a long time I have held my peace. I have kept still and restrained myself. Now I will cry out like a woman in labor. I will gasp and pant. I will lay waste mountains and hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn the rivers into islands and dry up the pools. And I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know. In paths that they have not known, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. 
These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. They are turned back and utterly put to shame who trust in carved idols, who say to metal images, You are our gods. Hear, you deaf, and look, you blind, that you may see. Who is blind but my servant, and or deaf as my messenger whom I send? Who is blind as my dedicated one, or blind as the servant of the Lord? He sees many things, but does not observe them. His ears are open, but he does not hear. The Lord was pleased for his righteousness' sake to magnify his law and make it glorious. This is the word of the Lord. We recite responsively Psalm 142. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. Look to the right and see. There is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Paul's letter to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 5. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes light. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise for the reading of the Gospel.
Holy Gospel according to St. John, the ninth chapter. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were you, your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and I washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees a man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight, until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So the second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin and would teach us, and they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. 
Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. And now that you say, We see, your guilt remains. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Let's sing hymn number 571, God So Loved the World.
this, right? Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Our text this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, the third chapter, verses 15 to 22. As the people were in expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered them, saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he preached good news to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, who had been reproved by him for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things that Herod had done, added this to them all, that he locked up John in prison. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Thus our text. We are told in Matthew's Gospel that John the Baptist tried to stop Jesus saying in Matthew chapter 3, verse 14, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? From what John knew about Jesus, baptism didn't seem to fit him. Jesus was the sinless Son of God. Baptism was for sinners. John also knew that he himself was a sinner in need of God's love and God's forgiveness. What right did he have to baptize Jesus? It made much more sense for Jesus to baptize John instead of the other way around. John the Baptist's statement about his own need for baptism and his question about Jesus' need for baptism are two thoughts that we would, um, it would be appropriate for you and I to consider, especially in light of the baptism that we had this morning um, with Iris. And Iris and we might very well ask the very same question that John asked. Why did Jesus need to be baptized? Like John, it is also good for us to see our own need for baptism by Jesus. As Iris did a few um, weeks ago when she and her mother approached me and she asked if she could be baptized. Let's use the amazing truth expressed by Luke and what we saw this morning um, And especially verse 21 of our text, where where Luke simply says, Jesus was also baptized. Our sermon text for this morning takes us to a turning point in the written history of Jesus' life. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus also was baptized. And as he was, was praying, heaven was opened, 
And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in boldly form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Jesus was also baptized. And that statement brings us back to the question that John the Baptist expressed. Why did Jesus need to be baptized? Why was he baptized? I think the logical answer would be that Jesus needed to be baptized. He was in need of forgiveness. But does that answer fit the rest of what Scripture says? I don't think so. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 tells us that Jesus was tempted in every way, just as you and I are, yet he was without sin. John writes in 1 John chapter 3, verse 5, he says of Jesus, but you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him, there was no sin. And Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, he tells us that Jesus is the Lamb of God. That is, that he is the sacrifice for sin, which means he has no blemish and no, no defect. So if Jesus, well, Jesus wasn't a sinner and didn't need to be baptized, then why was he baptized? How many of you, when you got up this morning, looked in the mirror? Right, we all did, right? So, um, if you looked in the mirror this morning, then you saw the very reason why Jesus, Jesus needs to be baptized. As you look at me, and I look at all of you, you see why Jesus was baptized. It was simply to join our sinful, helpless, pitiful condition with him. Jesus' baptism with sinners marked him as the substitute for sinners. That means your substitute, my substitute, Iris' substitute. By being baptized like a sinner, Jesus showed his willingness to become our Savior. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, where he explains the reasons for Jesus' baptism this way. He writes, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That great exchange where God swaps the holiness of his Son... For the sinfulness of our fallen race is pictured at Jesus' baptism. He was baptized like a sinner to serve as their Savior. Jesus was also baptized. That short phrase, penned by Luke, says so much. At the Jordan River 2,000 plus years ago, the Son of God received the same baptism as the prostitutes, the tax collectors. And the list just goes on. The same water that was used to baptize those separated from God because of their sins was used to baptize the one who brought sinners back to God. The baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins that soldiers and farmers and husbands and wives, young and old, and today Iris received, was also given to Jesus. And although you and I are living many years after John did, his baptizing, we can see ourselves in the crowd that came out to him. And like them, we have broken God's commandments. Like the soldier who came to John, we have not always been content with what we have received in life. We have grumbled about our job, complained about our pay. The cheating done by the tax collectors have been reproduced in us through the similar actions 
Anytime we receive pay for less than, than our best, we are guilty of cheating another. We too have been like those who came to John the Baptist by our sins through our thoughts, words, and actions. We have even harbored the pride and the arrogance of the Pharisees who rejected John's baptism. Yes, you and I, too, stand at the Jordan River with a stream of sinners simply called humanity. Thankfully, Jesus stepped into that stream. He was baptized like a sinner to serve as their Savior, to serve as your Savior and mine. When Jesus was baptized like a sinner, it marked the beginning of his public work as our Savior. And although Jesus began living as our substitute when he was conceived by the Virgin Mary, he didn't present himself as the sacrifice for sin until he was in his 30s. And it was at his baptism that he openly showed his willingness to go to the cross. So we, you and I, can understand what happened after he was baptized. Luke wrote these words. And as he, Jesus, was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in boldly form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit confirmed that although Jesus was baptized like a sinner, he was their Savior. God the Father declared to all the sinners who were baptized with Jesus that he would accept the sinners who were baptized and accept his sinless Son as their substitute. Your substitute. My substitute. And for, for us, these verses still confirm our faith in the work of Jesus. And the baptism that Jesus provided for each of us has given us the Holy Spirit. Perhaps we have forgotten what that means. Having the Holy Spirit dwelling in us enables us and empowers us to live a new life for our Savior. Through baptism, we have the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and control. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Since Jesus was baptized like a sinner, he can now provide sinners with a baptism. And the baptism that Jesus provides for sinners like you and me, and like Iris this morning, is still bringing sinners to God today. Jesus was also baptized. He was baptized like Iris was this morning. He was baptized like a sinner to serve as your Savior. He provided a baptism for sinners to save you and me and the whole world. Let us put our faith in him and in the baptism that he provides. And simply hear his command, go and tell. Amen. Let us rise for prayer. Friends in Christ, I urge you to, to all to lift up your hearts to God and to pray with me as Christ our Lord has taught us freely and promised to hear us. God our Father in heaven, look with mercy on us, your needy children on earth, and grant us grace that your holy name be hallowed by us and all the world through the pure and true teaching of your word and the fervent love shown forth in our lives. 
graciously turn from us all false doctrine and evil living, whereby your precious name is blasphemed and profaned. Lord, in your mercy. May your kingdom come to us and expand as it did this morning with the baptism of Iris. Bring all transgressors and those who are blinded and, and bound in the devil's kingdom to know Jesus Christ, your son, by faith that the number of Christians may be increased. Lord, in your mercy. Strengthen us by your spirit according to your will, both in life and in death, in the midst of both good and evil things, that our own wills may be crucified daily and sacrificed to your good and gracious will. Into your merciful hands we commend all who are in need, praying for, for them at all times, and especially today we, we lift up William and Juliet and simply say, Thy will be done. Lord, in your mercy, grant us our daily bread. Preserve us from greed and selfish cares and help us trust in you to provide for all our needs. Lord, in your mercy, forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us so that our hearts may be at peace, may rejoice in a good conscience before you and that no sin may ever frighten or alarm us. Lord, in your mercy, lead us not into temptation, O Lord, but help us by your Spirit to subdue our flesh, to turn from the world and its ways, and to overcome the devil with all his wiles. Lord, in your mercy. And lastly, O Heavenly Father, deliver us from all evil of both body and soul, now and forever. Lord, in your mercy. We trust, O Lord, in your great mercy to hear and answer us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right and solitary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared to joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this 
in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
please rise as we give thanks with a grateful heart. Blessed are you, Almighty God, for by you we have been fed and nourished with the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us through this holy meal in faith towards you and in carrying love toward one another as we live out our callings. With your loving grace, hear our prayers and grant all that is best for us according to your caring will. Grant us your abiding peace as we await your eternal kingdom in the name of Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. You sing hymn number 563, Jesus, thy blood and righteousness.
Amen. Please be seated. We have any announcements this morning? Well, there will be an Easter egg hunt just after the 10 o'clock Easter service for all the children. Invite your grandchildren, invite your um, neighbors, invite cousins. It should be lots of fun. Um, there are three to 400 eggs that need to be stuffed, so we need some candy, please. Jelly beans are great. Little wrapped candies are wonderful. And um, we don't need any eggs. We're good for eggs. So um, just know that my favorite are black jelly beans. So there might not be any in the eggs. They're licorice. They're so good. So um, in the narthex is a bright, pretty, wrapped box that says Easter candy on it. So bring the candy on in and bring it by either next Sunday or the last Sunday would be Palm Sunday, the following Sunday. So it's fun. And if I call you, I'm asking uh, for some help. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Um, so uh, parents, uh, you might want to bring the neighborhood kids because 300 eggs, your kids are going to bounce off the wall. Uh, just bring the neighborhood kids, and for those who are affiliated with the school, bring the school kids over. Okay. Morning. So this Thursday, the stretch class will be, um, we're going to cancel it. Uh, we're going to be going away. So no stretch class this Thursday, but we'll pick it up the following week. Thank you. They keep trying to attract me to the class. It hasn't worked yet. No. Okay. You should go. They, they have a lot of fun. Other announcements? Okay. Um, so before you all leave, remember to look at the pretty Easter box so you know what it looks like when you bring your candy in. Because if it ends in the office area, it could end up in my office. And if it ends up in my office, it'll probably end up in my stomach. So put it where it belongs. Yes, sir? Yes. Um, Isla is ill today, so the junior high class uh, is not going to be held, but you can go into the high school class, which meets at the, the first uh, office on your way down the hallway, this way. So if you wish to stay for that one, you can. Um, and Merle is the teacher there, so if you all know who Merle is, uh, just follow him, and he'll get you there. Um, next Saturday, the 25th, we, we have a family um, Crystal uh, Floyd, and you might remember Jaden. Jaden was, was uh, confirmed uh, last year. Uh, then he was in a bike accident a few weeks ago, and then he re-injured himself being a teenage boy. So he had broken his leg, and he re-broke the brake by plane. But they were moving from, uh, they're over in, in uh, the downtown area, just up the hill um, from the courthouse, up in that area up there. And they're moving over to um, over by uh, a Holiday Market off of Placer. So it's not a, not a big fault uh, uh, drive, but they're looking for people who can help on the 25th um, at, uh, oh, I think it's 11 a.m. See me. I have it all written down at the time. 
It could be 1 o'clock. No, I think it's 11 a.m. But come see me, and if you want to come, and, and we'll go and see if we can get them moved, um, their family moved, and, uh, and their family will all be back into one house, which is going to be a blessing because kids, in the house they were living in, they had to separate the kids. There wasn't enough room and, and all that stuff, but they're all going to be back together. So that is a really good thing. So, so see me, and we can maybe get a team to go over there and help them um, move their stuff to their house. Any other announcements? All right, let us go in peace and serve the Lord. Oh, and congratulations for a new child of God. Yeah. Yeah.